You're listening to Deadbeat Daddy Podcast. Welcome back, Deadbeat Daddies. Before I begin, I need to make a very important announcement today. A few days ago, some of you took to my Instagram and got into a heated argument on the reel for Maya and Sebastian. Although I'm glad that we're getting these heated conversations going, and yes, my podcast is a resource and place for all of you dads to have your voices heard, but in no way are we condoning the tearing down of fellow followers or their point of views. The video I posted about Maya and Sebastian stirred up some controversy around the police. And I think we're losing sight of the fact that this is not a police matter, yet more of a court matter. The police were simply there to serve and protect as they have been required to do by the law. Although there are bad cops in the world, not all cops are horrible. And so we see these officers simply doing their job to carry out what a judge stamped in a court order. We do not see the officers physically touch or place their hands on either child. In fact, we do see the children being mishandled by the transportation service and our anger should be directed at the judge, mom, transport service, and the system that allows this. Those officers have no authority other than to remind the parties involved of the judge's decision and intervene if and when necessary. As much as I appreciate the heated comments and controversial topics stirring up this level of conversation, from the bottom of my heart, please fellow deadbeat daddies, let's be kind and mindful of everyone listening and how this affects them as well. If we want to point our displaced anger at anyone, let's point it at the system failing all of our children and us. And lastly, feel free to point your anger at my BM because obviously she deserves it more than anyone. Okay, okay, I'm only kidding. Don't go attacking my BM. Instead, let's focus on creating a safe place for us deadbeat daddies and stepmoms to have these uncomfortable conversations with a huge support system behind us. So let's get back into it. Now, my last episode got such rave reviews that I had to bring you a part two. Child more like life support is my favorite favorite topic to discuss because there is so much I have to say about its flawed setup. Like how can you create a system that is supposed to hold someone accountable to do the right thing by their child, but there's absolutely no accountability. Mom gets a free paycheck each week from dad who is actively in his children's lives and may have them more than mom does, but no one is governing the laws to find this inappropriate or incorrect. A BM is allowed to live off child support checks as her primary income and no one bats an eye. Yet, the dad is required to not only work multiple jobs, but a lot of times nights, weekends, or whatever it might take in order for him to afford child support on top of supporting his child during his time. Make it make sense. Because so many states allow this and those are the actual fucking laws. It doesn't matter how many days a week dad has the kids in some states, they pay the BM astronomical amount. Then we have other states that do it based on how much parenting time you have with the kid. And even those states that try to go off time don't do it well. There are very few states that will not favor a mother from the get-go who will treat both father and mother as an equal. And I don't see how we as a universe are made up of families. I mean, think about it. We all come from some type of a family. And for those of us that grew up with a dad or had an active father figure, 
figure in our lives, how the fuck are we not screaming from the rooftops advocating for the impactful role a father has on a child? How do we just overlook that and let these sexist laws continue to dictate the decisions we make about the most important little humans in our life? The change has to start with us, and that is what I hope to accomplish with all of our voices. Now, on top of that, a father is working a crazy schedule to make sure he doesn't end up in jail for non-payment of child support. His BM is in his ear constantly coming at him about how he doesn't spend enough time with the kids. Bitch, how the fuck do you expect him to? Have you tried walking a block in his shoes? You wouldn't last five seconds, but you have large ass balls to try to make the father of your children's life a living hell. Fuck you BMs who do this. You make it impossible for him to spend any real quality time with the kids and then you shame him for it. Maybe if y'all stop, maybe if y'all stopped sucking dick for a second, you could let some air get to that brain of yours to make some sensible decisions for your kids. This is bitter bullshit because the father did not want to be with you. So you make his life such a difficult process that some dads can't even afford normal things for their own households or themselves because they're pinned behind a wall of lies that you created and put up and displayed in court. I receive so many DMs around this topic with questions that I wanted to do a part two of this episode. This way, I'll be able to address your questions and really dive into the Q&A portion of my episode where I'll be addressing with feedback. So let's get right into it. Question one came from the tired stepmama. What do you do when your significant other's child support is literally taking away from your ability to buy groceries for your kids that live at home? I am seriously so stressed about this. We pay BM so much in child support that we are barely surviving. We have six kids. My stepson seven, stepdaughter four, bio son nine, bio son nine, bio son four, bio son one who is ours together, and my sister who lives with us who is 16. We have his kids more than BM does in reality, but on paper she technically has more custody. Her timeshare is during school and work hours. We are so behind on our bills this month, we literally do not even have money for food or gas. I am at such a loss. I really don't understand how this could even be a possibility. Their last court date was in November when this amount was decided. Nothing has changed since then, so I would assume it would be the same amount now. My significant other is going to try and see about making changes to it soon. But how does this even make any sense? They live with us as well, so it's not like he's not supporting them already. We have them every weekend and two days during the week. It just absolutely makes no sense to me. Well, first off, tired stuff mama, your BM is a bitch. If she's taking food from the mouths of six children, she's a complete bitter bullshit trash bag, especially if you have the children more. Family law is the most corrupt governing body. There is a really great book called Family Law by Jonathan Herring, and I highly recommend this read if you ever find yourself in an internal struggle with the system. It can be hard, daunting, and defeating, but this read is very logical and helps one see things from a logical perspective to be able to let go of a lot of those ill feelings we have towards family law. And in this very case, I highly recommend getting back into court as soon as possible. You will need to obtain an attorney as I've mentioned in my previous episodes. And I know that sounds hard and scary. And you're probably thinking, well, I can't put food on the table. How am I supposed to afford an attorney? Very simple, free legal aid. Your state has free legal options and I highly recommend exploring those. Speak with attorneys to gain 
a free legal consultation. Sometimes the consultation is purely the only thing you need because in cases like this one, you may be okay representing yourself, but you will want to hear that from an attorney before you take yourself before a judge on your own. Go into your consultation with all of the information and details. Be extremely prepared before you sit down for the consultation because this will be an opportunity for you to explore all options and have all of your questions answered. Now you are probably thinking, well, what if I don't get one of my questions answered and I am legally going to represent myself? Another simple solution, get a second or third consultation from a different attorney. Bring whatever you may have forgotten to ask or discuss in the first consultation to your next few. Gather all of your information and get your ducks in a row. Once you feel like you're in a good position for court, strategize on how you or your husband plan to represent yourselves. This is the most important part of the entire case. The way you represent yourself or speak in court is going to determine your fate. Judges aren't looking for you to stand up there and be like, I can't feed my kids because of how much child support we pay BM. That is a surefire way to get yourself in deep water. Present the case with sophistication and factual evidence. In your case, gather your facts, pay stubs, mortgage statements, rent statements, bills, and anything else that can help you present this case. Once you've done your homework and gathered that evidence, you'll want to file with your court. Filing seems extremely confusing, but it's not that difficult. In fact, if you visit the website at deadbeatdaddy.com, you'll find a local repository of your state's legal aid assistance and court documents with instructions. You'll want to find your state and from there you'll be able to find the resources needed to start your fight. Now keep in mind, nothing I say is legal advice. It's just me bringing my personal experiences and knowledge that's in my brain to all of you. So I do want to add that little disclaimer there. Now once you gather the evidence, you will need to put together a financial affidavit. The financial affidavit will outline everything related to your income, expenses, and children. This is the main document you need and you want to ensure it is accurate and notarized. If you struggle with paperwork, which is more than natural, if you struggle with paperwork, which is more than natural because not everyone does everything well, and let's say that you also cannot afford legal aid by any means, at the very least, have them try to file for you or put together the financial affidavit portion. That typically costs anywhere from 100 to 500 depending on the attorney you choose. And aside from attorneys, you can find paralegals and law students who can assist as well. And they might outright do it for the experience or charge you far less than an attorney would. It's about being innovative and finding the solutions to your issues. So just think outside the box. Once you've got that affidavit, get yourself prepared for court. You want to make sure you're dressing extremely nice, even if you're on Zoom court. Attire and the way you carry yourself are key to how you'll be perceived by your audience, which in this case is the judge. And this judge is judging the fuck out of you, so be prepared for the worst and pray for the best. Go into any court date with little to no expectations. Expect to lose. I know this sounds insane, like why the hell would I expect to lose? Those feelings suck, yes they do, and I want you to remember those sucky I lost in court against my BM feelings. Why you ask? Because you will feel so much better when you win. And listen to me, you will win, eventually down the line because you are the better parent. But until then, if and while you lose, you have less expectations 
and that hurts a lot less than having expectations. Next, you need to be able to prove that you have the kids more than BM does, or the judge won't change anything. Most states operate child support based on how much time you spend with the kid. If that is the case in your state, you will need to prove you have the kids more than mom in order to make any amendments to the existing order. Then, I would have your sister that is 16 get a part-time job on the weekends to help with anything she might need, and that would possibly alleviate some stress while you figure out court. Inflation has been destroying the best of us and I have to say that it's admirable of you to have reached out and as a parent I cannot empathize with you enough. Deadbeat Daddy podcast will actually be sending out a goodie basket to your family with lots of things for the kids and so we really hope you all enjoy it. This is the type of community I am trying to create. We are all in a fight against some horrific high conflict baby mamas and there is no reason for us to make our lives any harder than they need to be. We can all be kinder to our fellow deadbeat dads and be there for each other in times of need. Spread awareness, resources, help one another, and offer advice. This next message is most important for those of you who cannot speak out and have had your voices diminished completely by a judge. We are your voice. Use us as your outlet. Reach out to me and I will ensure you remain completely anonymous while telling your story and offering any and all help and support that I can. Because deadbeat daddies, you are being painted as a societal failure and they want you to believe them, but we don't believe them. We never will. Because if we do then our kids will too and we can't let those little humans lose faith in us now let's get into question number two this came from a father he said hello i am a father and i want to know how do you win against a narcissist manipulator when you have a two-year-old and the mother wants to have control over the child we are legally still married and her first baby daddy has control over what she does and how it's done first off you need to divorce her Divorce that woman as quickly as possible. And you do not owe her a conversation. If she is abusing you by being narcissistic and manipulative, you take your child and move out. Protect yourself and your child while making sure you provide BM access to the child. BM wanting control or not, that is still the child's mother and that relationship is a core one as is the relationship with you as a father. But we need to talk more about how you protect yourself in this process because as long as you protect yourself, you will end up doing right by your child. To best protect yourself, again, you will want to file with the court system. But this time, you will want to file for a divorce as well as an ex parte for emergency custody. In this case, an attorney is extremely beneficial because with divorce, things get complicated and an attorney can help you sort out the details and the best place to begin is with that consultation I've mentioned. A lot of times, not only are your preliminary questions answered, but you are able to benefit from the conversation by learning how to do one or more of the steps dealing with your case on your own. In divorce cases, the best way to strengthen your side is by showing them why and how you are the better parent, especially if your goal is to obtain custody. You need to be stable, have a roof over your child's head, and they need a room, a bed, belongings, childcare, and everything under the sun the court will ask you about. If you can provide those things, you have a very strong chance of winning the primary or at least 50-50. Both of those are winning cases. 
cases. And you need to remind yourself that when you go into this fight. Already hearing that she is manipulative, I can see how tough your court battle will be. And she will try to go for alimony, child support, keep full custody, and so much more. But you will persevere as long as you keep your two-year-old forefront of your thoughts throughout the process. I wish you good luck. And if there's anything else we can do to help here at Deadbeat Daddy, please reach back out in the DMs. Question number three comes from another dad. Hello, I'm a father to a beautiful baby boy and girl and BM just recently put me on child support then blocked me and cut me off from my kids entirely. What's the point in paying when I can't be a father to my kids? I want to quit my job so the payments stop and she has to speak to me and let me see my kids. What should I do? Well, fellow deadbeat daddy, don't go quitting your job. That is not the smartest thing to do. And if you go and quit, you will not only have no income, but the court system can find out that you did it intentionally and they can make your life miserable because of it. Instead, you need to play your card in a smart way. First, if you have a court order in place, which most times goes hand in hand with child support, you can show up at mom's house and demand the kids. Reach out to your local police station near her home and present your court order and demand your children on your time. If that does not work, then do not attempt to speak to BM. She wants you to squirm and message her. She wants you to feel like she's in control. So rip the control right from under her. Don't play into her game. If she is withholding Start documenting when the withholding began. Pull your phone records so you have proof that you've been making active contact and not hearing back. Then go obtain an attorney as quickly as possible and get back into court before your family law judge or establish one. The sooner you're back in front of a judge, the sooner you will be reunited with your children. Judges may be awful in many cases, but they still are human and they will notice when a BM is blatantly withholding. They may not give you everything you're asking for in court, but they will not allow the child or children to be withheld from you. Your visits will be reinstated, and even if BM only gets a slap on the wrist, at the very least, you went the legal route, and it's now been documented in your family law case that BM withheld the kids. This way, if it continues to happen over and over again, you will be able to display a pattern of behavior. But again, this requires time and patience. And if you're unable to patiently fight for your children, you will have many issues. So my best recommendation to you, dad, is to fight for your kids by going the legal route, getting back in court, and making sure that the judge is aware that this withholding is happening. Now, all of these questions and DMs that I've received around child support really gets me riled up. And I feel so strongly about our system needing to stop this war on dads and creating true accountability for these BMs. The system can create an EBT card to ensure government-issued benefits are used only on grocery and pre-approved purchases, which means they have the ability to create a child support card. Preload the amounts the father pays onto a card that is only permitted to be used for purchases in relation to the child. But even though they could create an EBT type of card, which they have sort of done so, a PEBT, which is for children, for school meals, they don't choose to do so in the realm of child support. Why? is beyond me. I wish that somehow I could affect the lawmakers, but I can't. 
And it's a really unfortunate position for a lot of us to sit in because these BMs abuse the child support money that they receive so blatantly. It makes me really, really sad to see so many of you in my DMs upset like this. I really hope that in the near future, we can all band together and continue creating a voice that will eventually be heard. I would love for things to change in the direction of family law, and none of that can happen without our voices. So the same as you've been doing, continue fighting for your little humans, keep sending me questions. I'm happy to address them. I'm happy to provide feedback. Like I mentioned earlier, visit the website. You'll be able to find local resources, anything you can't find on there and that you may need. Feel free to DM me and make me aware. I'm happy to put those additional resources up there for you all. And let's keep going after a system that's failing our children and us. Since we're discussing child support, I just want to talk a little bit about what's been irking the shit out of me lately. So RBM gets damn near $1,000 a month in child support. And she's also on government aid and benefits because she claims she doesn't make enough money. I don't see how any of that's possible, but okay. So we believe it. We let it be. We let it slide whatever. Now, with that being said, this summer, I want to be able to take our entire family on a family vacation. No one is asking her for money. No one is asking her to pay for anything. In fact, on top of paying for child support, we're still going to fund everything out of pocket because why should she be held responsible for a family vacation she's not going on? But do we hear from her? Nope. Do we know if the child's coming? Nope. We gave her a deadline. We asked politely, but no, no response. Unless the conversation is about money, there's never a response. And that's what I can't stand. My son is not a pawn in your game. He deserves to live, go on vacation, explore, hang out with his family. She wants to keep him cooped up all summer with a bunch of kids that aren't his siblings just so she can play house with the money we give her. It's mind-blowing to me. I feel pissed off to my core because the child is missing out on things because of money. Because she doesn't want to actively co-parent. She doesn't want him to experience life unless somehow it benefits her. That's not a good mom. And even though the flawed court system believes that's a good mom and allows BM to remain the primary parent who holds custody, we know how this affects the child. And that's what BMs forget. Your greed and your sick games in trying to win child support affect your child along the way because you guys act like the dad just puts them in a basement, gives them nothing but water, and doesn't provide for them during his time. Y'all are insane. Children have needs that need to be met 24-7. There's no way a good active father is ignoring those needs when they're at his house. So this little greedy money hungry game you guys play, play it all you want, but you're creating a hellhole for your children that eventually they're going to escape and run from. And when they're older and they're not living with you anymore, you'll know why because you will be the ones to blame. As a reminder, before we close out the episode, please, for those of you that did get into the controversy on Instagram, let's remind ourselves that we are not here to tear down our fellow followers. We are 
not here to tear down their point of views. We do not condone that in any way here at Deadbeat Daddy Podcast. And I would appreciate it if you kept the conversation at a minimum when it comes to those controversial topics. And even if you do get into it deep, let's be mindful of how we do that. And with that, I end our episode tonight and I hope you all have a wonderful night. I'll see you back here next week. Take care.